Hello, and welcome to the podcast, From Ground to Great, a business aviation and personal growth podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Ruiz Jimenez, and our guest today is Hakar Torres, founder of Air Market Group and Glades Air. During this episode, we talk about how Hakar got into business aviation, a little bit about his personal life, as well as tips and tricks on how to become a better individual. So without further ado, here's the episode. Enjoy. So first guest, Hakar Torres. How are you doing, man? Phenomenal. I'm nice. beautiful. Chilly Saturday. Dude, it's cold, bro. It's getting, it's getting, today's colder, too. I got the hoodie out. Yeah, the Air Market Group hoodie. Yeah, it's grab it. One. Grab it where? On Etsy? On the, yeah, on the Etsy store. Yeah, there we go. Where'd you, when did you start, uh, like, wanting to do that? Or when were you like, oh, bro, let's, let's open up an Etsy store? So, uh, I, I'd always wanted to do some sort of, like, merchandise or, or something that people kind of wear out. Uh, you know, I, I feel like style with aviation is, like, it's it's either that super extreme of like okay you're wearing like the Balenciaga and all that crazy you know specific designer stuff yeah or like some of the aviation stuff is like kind of nerdy you know like my my mom bought me this shirt when uh, when I was a kid that's like uh, watch your attitude and it's got like a giant <laughs> <laughs> I know that's exactly what you're talking about and you know it's like when you when you look at the, that kind of aviation clothes you're like that's cute. But it's it's like it's more like geeky though. It's a yeah, it's a little it's like it's a little dirty a little yeah. bit. So I kind of wanted to like introduce uh some some aviation styled stuff that like people that were aviation enthusiasts would like wearing, but was still like cool looking and wasn't necessarily like only geared towards somebody that would get the joke because like I would have people come up to me they're like what does it mean? I don't understand it. And so it's kind of like yes, it's it's niche to the people that like are aviation specific. Yeah. Um, but with the whole, the whole launching of the, of the digital store was really also, uh, recognizing that accessibility of it. Um, cause even, even when I started the business, uh, Airmark group, maybe 20, 2020, 2019, you know, around that time when I started working on the idea, um, a lot of these, these vendors online, just for me to submit a design wanted like $50 per design. Or they they were asking for me to you know buy a hundred at a time or two hundred at a time, and you know for for somebody that's kind of like bootstrapping their startup, you don't you don't really have that that capital. You don't really have those resources uh, available unless you have an investor and things like that. But when you're kind of just starting off and, and every penny matters, um, you know you you look at some of those marketing uh, tactics like designing these clothes, and you're like it's a bit out of our reach. You know, that's not something we can, we can afford to do right now. And that's not really like a priority. A priority is generating sales with the clients that we have. Um, but I actually, I just, uh, thanks to TikTok, okay. <laughs> I went, I was going through and somebody was explaining to me how they used a, a specific vendor. They tied it with their Etsy store and they were able to design the products that they liked, that they wanted to design using this vendor and sell them through Etsy and their clients were able to get the products that they wanted. So I was like, perfect, let me go ahead and do this. Yeah. And it was it was relatively straightforward actually to to get that started. I mean, from from start to having my first product in my store maybe took me about three hours of nice. of sitting down, yeah. figuring it out, reading the information, creating the profiles, setting it all up. Um and you know when when you think about that in the sense of like the entry level that it takes to start an online store that requires very, very little capital in the sense of I'm, I'm only paying about 20 cents per listing for every three months, which is pennies when you really think about it. Yeah. Um, you know, now, now we're able to, to have a platform to where people can support our brand, you know, purchase our products and, and, and find things that they actually enjoy to wear that, that are kind of aviation related. So for, for me, it was really a, it was a no brainer. It was, it was the clear next step for us to, to really get, get our name out there and, and kind of make it more entry level to where, you know, any, anybody can, can afford a jacket that, that they like, that they feel confident in, that they, that they like to wear out. Um, and you know, when you have comfortable things like, I mean, I'm really wearing this hoodie as, as we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And this, this is a hoodie that I, I would wear like, uh, like comfortably around the house, you know, going to the gym. Hanging out with friends, um, 
super super comfortable. Yeah, it's not like too out there, like exactly like the watch your attitude. What's the, there's some other there's some other lines that people have yeah it yeah. seems funny yeah it's like directly towards you know like oh you wouldn't get it you know right you're not in aviation you would know. but it's like a little too overboard sometimes and, and, it, and it kind of like then turns off the people that are interested right might like it and that do like travel and and they do think aviation is cool but aren't necessarily in the biz yeah and i feel like it kind of like like ostracizes everybody else. It's like, no, we're different. It's like, we're all just trying to have fun. We all just like, uh, you know, traveling and, and uh, the sensation of, of having that nose wheel come off the ground. That's what we're all going for, right? Yeah, bro. Dude, it's nuts. It's nuts. Have you, have you taken off before? Or do you feel it? You're on the yoke. Yeah, you feel it. Dude, it's, that's crazy, man. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. But what was, uh, what's, what's, what's the story behind your first time flying, man? My first time flying. Pretty sure it was a discovery flight. Yeah um like you know like usually that's how you get into it nah man so uh, okay. honestly most of like most of my uh like private pilot stuff all pretty much scholarships i was able to finesse it yeah like just like going in especially like, through high school there's so many local scholarship opportunities it's like nuts um but yeah man i remember my first feeling of just like you know soloing and then even now because like sometimes i will like i have my private now and like you know, I won't fly for like a month or two and I, I hop back in and just feeling like, you know, you take it off. You like, you can kind of tell like the airplane, even when you're, the, even when you're like at an airline and, you know, like, or like you know, commercial, yeah. um, like jet or, or, you know, Boeing, you, you feel it taking off. There's like a little different click and you're like, Oh my God, dude. Yeah. It's yeah. happening. Yeah. I'll, I'll like, I'll like laugh. I'm like, yo, no way. You know? Yeah. Still gets me to this day. Yeah. I, 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 <laughs> I could cool. literally be on a, on a, on a jet blue flight, just sitting there. You know, already watching my movie, yeah. And you know, because you're taxing around, especially in Orlando, you're taxing for like 15 minutes, 20 minutes, easy. Mm-hmm. And then by the time you get off the runway, I'm already like, okay, headphones off. Yeah, you're like, look out. All right. Yeah, man, back. Or you know what? I'll, I'll pull like if like if there's like someone queued next to me or something like that, I'll like, pull up the fourth flight and I'll like I'll yeah. look at the flight plan. Yeah. You thought that, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I know. No, no. Exactly. This, this, the, you see those blue lights? That, that's a taxiway. They're like, whoa. Yeah. Way, what, what it's 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 amazing <laughs> how uh, knowledgeable you can seem to the average traveler when right? people out on that like four flight or flight radar. Yeah. You know, I, I remember I was uh, I'd have people like, oh, what time's your flight landing? What gate are you going to? Like asking me all these questions. Just send them the link to the flight radar. I'm like, <laughs> here, go. here's everything. You yeah. don't. You got all the answers you need. <laughs> oh my gosh. This, how do I get this for this flight? I'm like, yeah, just chase it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's it's, funny. It's, 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 um, if, if you have those ideas in the sense of like launching the store, I mean, the hardest part was those three hours, you know, just getting it started. Because then what, once you have that, just like anything else, now you have momentum. Now you're like, okay, now I got some speed. I got some traction. Now, yeah. let, now let's roll it out. Yeah, yeah, let's yeah, keep yeah. going. Yeah. Um, yeah, um, that's like um, I listened to this podcast called My First Million. Have you heard that? Have you heard of them? I feel like I have. I uh, blanking on like the host right now. I don't remember either. I just started. Okay. But uh, they they talk about this guy named Romero, and uh, he's like not even like it's not like he's like super like I wouldn't say like well educated, but it's like he even chose a topic. He started an online business, right? He started a website. And he chose a topic where he has like no idea like or anything about what that topic is. So he chose soap opera, which is super funny. Yeah, just like out of nowhere. And um, he was like, okay, I noticed that soap opera, they have content that comes out pretty much every single day. So he ended up making a blogging site and he started with only like a couple hundred dollars. He, um, he pretty much just like paid for like a few like likes. It was like less than a cent. For a like and he got like twenty thousand or something so it's like what like less like 200 a little bit less it's like not in the hundreds region and um he got he got hired people to like write all the blog posts mm-hmm. and everything and he, he was able to sell it for a little less than nine mil yeah yeah and like in like a year i'm pretty sure yeah mm-hmm. nuts yeah it's so i feel like nowadays it's way easier to go and start something than it was ever before you know, because like everything is at your, it's at your fingertips. You can just like hop in, log in, create an Etsy site. Um, you can use Canvas. 
and you know make design your own stuff they got the ai <laughs> which i was messing with yeah and it's crazy you know just to kind of like piggyback on what you're saying with yeah. the, the gentleman that created the platform and then kind of sold it off yeah and you know he was using other help and things like that that's a phenomenal business plan now with my situation i almost was like well i was almost like a little possessive about it because i enjoyed it so much mm. You know, when when I first started Air Market Group, our our whole thing was, I was I was investing in a in a portfolio that was primarily aviation stocks, like everything from Delta, JetBlue, uh, the military sector, cargo sector, every anything and every aviation stock related. Yeah. And I was watching them every single day, and and I got so kind of engaged into it that I was like, let me start sharing these ideas. Let me start sharing this these uh, these up uh, these. You know, my, my ideas, my opinions, let me start sharing my, my chart, uh, markups and stuff that I have on them. And I usually thought I was like, I could, I could build up a team. You know, I, I could, I could hire somebody else. I could, I could buy some likes and things like that. Yeah. Um, but I just felt so kind of like engaged with what I was doing. I really enjoyed it. I, I was actively trading these stocks myself. So it was like, I'm learning and I'm kind of documenting my own process as I'm trading these things. So Granted, my strategy probably wasn't the best for like scaling the business or like massively growing a, a, a seven, eight figure uh, company. But at the end of the time, I wasn't really like focused on that. I was more focused on like, okay, what is something that I can do that's going to provide me with some satisfaction, that's going to engage me every day, that's going to want to motivate me to wake up and say, all right, this is what I'm doing today. Yeah. Um, you know, re regardless of, Hey, the money's going to be coming in. I know, Hey, this is what I'm excited about. And so, you know, probably my, my like business approach to it is probably not going to be for that person. That's like looking to rapidly grow scale and then sell off a business to make good cash because I did the entirely opposite approach. I said, okay, well, what is that I enjoy doing and how can I make sure I do it every single day? So it was, it was a little bit different. So uh, it's nice hearing those other approaches and kind of like challenges my thought of how I did things because now I can recognize it's like, okay, well, do I still want this to be a passion project or do I actually want to now change this into being, okay, we're a company, we're an organization, this is our mission. And that's why if you notice in the last like year or so, you know, we've gone from it just being myself in this project to now you're part of the team, we have five other individuals. Uh, you haven't met him yet, but we just brought on a uh, marketing director. Oh, okay. Uh, Tyler, he's, he's designing right now uh, our, our full brand image, the feel that people are going to have when, when, they, when they call us, you know, the, the type of uh, presentation that, that we bring in when we walk into a room, you know, all that stuff. He, he's kind of mapping it out for us. That way we're all kind of walking the same walk, talking the same talk, and it's like we're more in unison about our mission. So it's like I'm recognizing now that as as we're growing and, and the kind of the vision is expanding, you know, the, the benefit of, of having those uh, those key people that, that can really like catapult your business into like the next step. So for people that don't know too much about like Air Market Group, can you like kind of describe um, what Air Market Group does? And actually, even before that, like, how did you come up with it? When like what in your life were you like? I need, I need to build this. Yeah. Cause this is something that you're passionate about. Yeah. So, uh, back in maybe 2017, uh, that's when I started personally actively investing. Um, I, I, I went, I went to a couple of courses in person, did a whole bunch of studying, we're reading different books and, you know, when you, when you listen to guys like Warren Buffett and, and you know, the, the, the big investor guys, you know, they, they always talk about investing in the products that, that you love, that you know. Now, that's why most of his portfolio is like Coca-Cola, McDonald's, Baskin-Robbins, things like that. Because he's like, I know these consumer products. I know how they work. And so when I started my investing kind of journey, uh, I, I picked the niche of aviation just right off the top. I, I built up my my little watch list of it was about like forty five, which for anybody starting a watch list, and you're just beginning to trade, don't overwhelm yourself with forty five stocks on a watch list, especially if you're going to be trying to like monitor those on a daily basis. It's it's overwhelming. It's way too many. You're going to miss stuff. 
you're going to be focusing on these top five and then you're going to skip down and you're like, oh, let me look at number 37. And you're like, oh my God, I missed all this movement. And then you're going to try and capitalize on that. And then you're going to miss your first five. <laughs> so it's just like, that's usually what happens. Yeah. 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 But they're teeter tottering, but between, you know, too many options. So, you know, you're, you're more than welcome to, to look at the list of aviation stocks that I've kind of uh, curated that are on the website there. But even if you just start off with maybe like five that you just love that have good volume trading, um, that they have good, you know, movement in their actual price. Uh, and you just kind of want to become like a master at those five, you'll be, you'll be great. You'll, 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 you'll have much better success because you're going to be an expert on those five. You're going to know the type of move that they have on a daily basis. You're going to have a better understanding of, of their volatility. You're going to know, you know, when their earnings coming out, when their dividends are, you're going to have a better idea of, you know, their, their C-suite and their executive team. So you're just going to have a much more structured approach as compared to, when you did what I did, 45, and tried to do all 45 at once. Granted, you could do like Excel sheets and cheat sheets and a whole bunch of other stuff to try and make easier, but it's still a lot. 45 is a lot. Don't recommend that. Uh, so then with, with that being said, um, I, I initially just started off with just a blog. Uh, this blog actually was primarily focused on me just sharing my ideas, sharing my opinions. At the time, I was actually working for a financial services company as an affiliate. So people would read the blog, they would kind of see my ideas and my opinions. And if they wanted to learn more about where I learned this information, they could click on one of those affiliate links, it would take them over to the third party company. And then if they wanted to sign up for their education courses, training, software, things like that, they could and I would get a referral kickback from that. So. It essentially just started off as as a as a basic blog, saying, "Hey, this is what I do. This is what I'm interested in. If you want to learn about these things, I don't teach them, but this company does. This is where I learned from them. I really like their stuff." So, the first maybe two years was just strictly that, just writing about different companies, uh, bringing people in to the to the attention that I was uh, delivering in a sense of the value, my opinions, my ideas. And then the company itself was generating revenue off of the affiliate and kickbacks that we're getting from the, the third party company. Um, as, as I started looking at that business model and seeing, okay, how, how can I start to expand this? What, what is it that now I can offer more of my clients? Uh, it wasn't until somebody actually reached out to me, cold DM directly on, or like a, one of my little, like, Hey, reach out to us boxes that was on the website. It was a maintenance shop up in uh, Atlanta, Georgia, or Valdosta, Georgia. And he reached out to me and he says, Hey, uh, I have this airplane that's sitting here, belongs to an older gentleman. We're trying to get it sold. Can you come out here, take some photos of it, and, uh, you know, get, get it listed for sale? You know, we, we need some help. No problem. Stay live. <laughs> Absolutely. So, me, me not necessarily knowing too much all about the business. I, I get in my car, I, I drive for four hours up to an airport I've never been to before. Uh, cause you know, at, at this time I don't have an airplane myself. It's not like I'm going to fly up there or anything. Yeah. Head out to this airport, uh, meet the maintenance guy who, who reached out to me out of the blue. You know, I kind of asked him, I was like, uh, what, what made you, you know, choose to do business with us? Mm -hmm. Um, and, and he, he should have said, he's like, I've read a lot of your stuff. He's like, I would, I would go through, I've learned a lot from you. He's like, I, I actually look forward to whenever you get post something new, because then I get to go in there and read more about it. And he's like, I, I trust you. Like, I, I, I see how you talk. I, I see, you know, your information. And he's like, I, it, it just seemed like a, a smart move to work with you. So hey, I'm, I'm glad. Thank you. I appreciate that feedback. Yeah. And so sure enough, I, I, take a whole bunch of photos, um, get, get photos of the logs information. And then that same kind of principles that I used when I was educating and sharing my ideas with the market of stocks, I kind of followed that same principle then with this aircraft. I just started educating people on it. I started sharing the value that it has. I started talking about my opinions about it. And then sure enough, people kind of got interested and were like, Sounds like a great plane. Can I buy it? 
And one thing led to another. We're we're at an on a on a Zoom call with an escrow company and they're signing paperwork and I'm getting a commission check for connecting these two people together who who wanted to be able to to serve this uh to sell this aircraft. And and so I, I recognize that, okay, now now I have something that I can do here. Now now I have something a little little more more tangible that I can actually grow with. Um and then that's when I started looking at, okay. I, I need other people now. I want I want to expand the team. I want to be able to to share this this opportunity with other people and get them to recognize that it's like, hey, if, if you provide people with value, if you're there to help them, if you if you do your research and you come to the table with knowledge and that that willingness to just to just help, you know, to get in your car, drive four hours, not having any contracts that had <laughs> on the fly right because it's the first time that you burst not having known this guy at all <laughs> um and just and just kind of you know not having that condition of like oh well i'm not going to drive up there until you know we, we get an exclusive agreement with you saying that we're our into business like it doesn't always work like that sometimes you got to build that relationship first sometimes you have to get them to know who you are as a person um because at the end of the day people don't necessarily do business with companies they do it with the people that they like uh and and still to this day you know i, I have a, a really good relationship with them up there uh you know if we need to if we need to pre-buy done or anything like that for a small aircraft i know i can send it up there i know they'll get it done i know it'll be a great rate and so that, that was really like the the catalyst that that shifted my mindset from just all right i'm just one guy blocking about my trading experience and sharing with other people in hopes of making a little affiliate kickback to we can help you to hey we're these are people that i've hand selected that i know are going to look out for your best interests and that we can you know get you what you need if, you know we may not have the answer right away but we're going to find out the right answer we're going to get it to you we're going to make sure at the end of the day everybody's happy um and i've always just kind of led it then with that with that mindset in the front of like okay I want the right people. I want us to help people, and I want us to be able to help ourselves in the process. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I like the um, like the thought or like what was going in my mind when I heard you say like, "Well, you know," and you know, he hit me up on online saying that he has an airplane. I can only imagine what was going on through your mind. You're like, "Oh my goodness, man! Like, I think I got something. I I'm just gonna drive. Like, I." I'm, I, I'll figure it out. Like, I know, I know it's going to work out. Like, yeah. I'm going to go in and see what's going on, you know, and, and see was, if something happens. It was probably yeah. the next day. I got him. <laughs> it, awesome. it probably was less than 48 hours from the time of <laughs> me first getting the email from this guy to me jumping in my car and driving four hours. I love that. Yeah. Cause I feel like, I, so I feel like a lot of people, they'll, they'll get in their heads sometimes. Yeah. Like anything when there's an opportunity like that, they'll be like, okay, well, well, let me, let me like sort everything out first right now. Like, like you were saying, like, oh, let me, let me get something signed, you know, like an agreement signed even before I go in and get all the pieces in play. But sometimes like if you do that, I feel like the opportunity will sometimes get missed. Right. So, and, and these individuals, you know, just keeping in mind, cause like, like you're saying, there's that, that kind of, uh, that internal, an internal conversation that will kind of go on telling you all the reasons why not to do it. You know, in my mind, I'm like, man, these guys are two and a half times my age. They didn't know that. I'm gonna show up to this airport. They're gonna see that I'm some 25 year old kid, <laughs> and they're gonna they're gonna be like, "Who are you? Go kick rocks!" But you know, when I showed up, I I, I had you know a little coffee in my hand. I pulled up right to the airport, and they greeted me with open arms. They showed me just as much respect and and sincerity as as I believe they would have shown anyone. Um. So so even then, like even as I was driving, I had those fears. I'm like, man, they're gonna they're gonna laugh me out. You know, they're gonna they're gonna see I'm just a kid, 25, just a kid. Um, but all all that at the end of the day was just my my own internal kind of insecurities and fears just kind of creeping out. But it wasn't until I just got out of my car, showed up, said, "Hey, nice to meet you. My name's a car." Shook, stood on my hand, and and just you know offered to to meet them. That uh, that I recognize that's like, oh, that was just those were all made up. None of those were actual based off of like factual events. Like, I've never actually been in an event where I've met somebody twice my age, and they laughed me away or like told me to kick rocks because of me being a twenty-five year old. You know, like when I was twenty-five. Uh, 
you know, they always were open-minded. They were always like, how can I help? They were always in that, because they were in that position to be able to help. And I feel like it's important to recognize that. There's a lot of people out there that want to help, that want to see you succeed. As long as you, you show up with integrity and, and you're honest with your intentions, you're out there. I like that. That that what you just said brings like opens a door for me to go into two different ways. Uh, but we'll start with um, uh, CFBAA because like with that, that like is a great like networking opportunity. How'd you get into that? And um, what, what is the CFBAA? Yeah, oh, yeah. For people that don't know, it's the Central Florida Business Aviation Association. Vault. Um, so it's here in Central Florida. It's actually pretty recent. Um, but the NBA loves it from what I've heard. They, they really like us and they liked that we did Aviation Day. And Aviation Day was an event that happened last year that um, invited uh, students to come in, young people that are interested in aviation, to go in and learn and, and have a lot of business opportunities that are open in hand. But mostly it's a, it's a really, um, it's a huge place to network and to be able to know people in that you otherwise wouldn't normally meet in an everyday basis. So how did you uh how'd you get started with that or how'd you yeah. when did you hear about them? Um, I th- I think I heard about them when they initially launched because I remember sitting at a luncheon that was at the Shelter when the Shelter and, and uh, Orlando executive wasn't even completed yet with their their construction. Like we were sitting in a in a half uh like finished building. And we were up on like the third or fourth floor and we were having a, a catered luncheon by um, a local catering company. And, you know, seeing seeing the airport executives, seeing the administrators of Everglades University, of Every Riddle, seeing the directors of like Bombardier was there and mm-hmm. things like that. Um, it, it, it recognized that it was a great place for me to kind of... Um, lead up because at a lot of those events you're you're meeting people that are significantly more quote unquote successful already than you are they already have that title they've already been in the industry for for 20 30 plus years um but as a new leader i guess in the industry and as a leader in in anything you know one one of the best things i learned is that you can lead to your you know your direct reports the people that that look up towards you for leadership but then you can also lead up towards the people that are essentially above you in the you know hierarchy of of uh the business world and aviation and and by doing that it really just comes down to being able to have influence and being able to to show up and and make that connection um because if you're able to kind of lead up and you're able to show this person that is in some sort of status like hey this is who i am this is what I can bring to the table. This is, you know, what I'm passionate about. Then now you're kind of planting that seed into them to then focus into you and, and want to pour back in towards you. So it, it really does help out to network in the industry because that's where you can get better relationships with the other organizations that you work with. Let's say if, if you are in charter, you, know, you want to have good relationships with the catering companies. You want to have a great relationship with your fuel vendor with your contract crew companies, with your flight attendants, with your um, maintenance facility, all, all those all those different vendors that you're using on a daily basis, you know, it's kind of important to not just see them as like an invoice at the end of the month, but recognize it's like, oh no, that is Jim. His daughter plays soccer. You know, actually our kids went to the same high school. That's so, so it's like- That's you, so important. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Because it kind of breaks down that, that barrier of it's like, okay, we're no longer just here to do work, but it's like, too. you know, we, we have families outside of this. We have things that we care about that are not aviation related about, you know, everybody's got their dog that hangs out on their couch with them all the time. Um, and I feel like that was the greatest thing that I got from going to those events was I kind of like tore down that wall of thinking that these are not people like these are not humans. These are alpha humans that are bred from a different race than I <laughs> ever claw. Yeah. <laughs> and, and they're significantly of, of greater status than me. Um, it's like, no, no, we're, we're all equals. We're all come down to the point of what type of work do you provide? You know, how can you provide value to other people? Um, 
you know, are you, are you, do you care about what you do? Uh, but then on that topic of the networking events, re regardless of whether whatever product you sell, I found incredible value into going to various different cross networking events. So just on Tuesday, I was at a, I was at an event here at uh, Ivan Park by uh, the brewery that was just kind of geared towards like real estate agents and financial uh, planners, uh, insurance agents, um, somebody that worked in like uh, solar farms. So you're, you're able to kind of meet other individuals and then you're able to kind of pick some of their ideas that work for them. And then at the same time, you're able to then meet clients that, or find people to then work with that you probably would have not normally met if you only go to the same type of networking events. Uh, just last night, I, I actually went to a completely new networking event, never had, had been to any of their events prior. And, you know, you, you show up and, and you know, I just on, on a quick little networking event, I gave this tip to somebody that he came up to me and he was like, that I feel like everybody here already knows you. Now, how long have you been coming to these events? I said, this is my first time. And he kind of was like, he was like, what? Wait, what? Yeah. And he was like, I don't understand. He's <laughs> like, I, I don't believe you. And I said, it's, it's really simple. I don't go up and I, I don't act like I don't know anybody here. I feel like this is a party that we're all catching up again. You know, I'm, I'm here in this, in the mindset of like, let's just, let's just catch up. Let's just see how, how things are. Let's just find out how you are. Um, you know, sometimes it's, you could take this either way but it's like sometimes when I introduce myself or when I go up to somebody and say hi to them I kind of like pretend like I already almost know their name and then they almost feel like they're like wait a minute do I know this person have I met them before yeah. you know like where do I know this person from and then it kind of breaks down that stigma of like oh hi nice to meet you my name is John uh, what do you do for a living? And, you know, it kind of just tears that all down. It's all those art of, you know, superficial questions. Yeah. 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 When you start off with just like a easy, cheesy joke or, you know, e even the, the easiest part, I mean, for myself is, is I just pretty easy at to like make a joke myself, just some, something like I, I got a funny stash on right now and I'll just kind of go up and, and use it as like the, the conversation point. Um, and it works because it's kind of like it's it's fun, it's engaging, and it's a little bit different. Uh, so I, I kind of like doing things like that to kind of break the ice, especially at networking events. Yeah, I, I like that a lot because I, I remember you telling me that before, like you're kind of the way how you go into approaching people where it's like, you know, if you're super friendly and everything, um, they'll have that kind of mindset. It's like, do I, do I know this person? Like, or like, or I almost feel like I've known you for a while. Like, right. you get... I, I get that a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you get um there, and and I've noticed it too. You know, just just from hanging out with you a lot, you the way that you express yourself. So it's very, you're very confident in yourself, and when you when you go and approach people, it's like super friendly, and it's like like again, like I said, like I, I feel like I've always known you, man. It's super cool. Um, which goes to uh to a point when when we when we met, and and I told you about this. The, yeah, uh, yeah, I, I told you the other night. Um, Stasios. Huh? Yeah, that was that was that was the Italian restaurant. Yeah, yeah. I don't see it was Italian. Something. Yeah, that's crazy because I, I remember going to that event and I was like, because this was my first uh, CFBA event. It was a photo shoot. And I was like, yep, just for just to show up to do a headshots next on airplane. Yeah, just just some headshots. And I was like, in my head, I'm like, kind of the same way that you were thinking of, you know, rolling up to uh, um, to see your buyer up in Georgia. Yeah. In my mind, I was like, oh man, I'm probably going to be the youngest kid there. There's going to be so many. Yeah, like people older than me and and you know who who knows it's like yo who invited this kid to right. take pictures right this is like for the big leagues or whatever. sure i was sure. in my mind i was like you know what i i think this is this is something that i would regret later on not you know if i if i didn't do it i would regret you know? right and and so i showed up and i bet i met you i met uh jeremy i met uh dylan dylan was cool yeah and you guys were yeah yeah super friendly Lindsay. Uh, yeah, Lindsay. Yeah. Um, and, uh, oh, and Jenny too. Jenny was cool. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was the first time I met her too. And so we went afterwards, um, we talked a little bit in the SBO and then we went to, um, sandwich over at Stasio's. Yeah, exactly. And then you were like, Hey man, like I've, I 
hear like the conversations you're having and and i like i like kind of like the questions you ask and your approach to stuff and a lot of it was related to like you know personal growth and like you know and mindset and stuff and and what i wanted to ask you was when did when did you start that journey um because i mean i kind of had like kind of same kind of style where at some point in my life i i decided i was like you know what like i want to like become like great you know i i want to better myself and it's kind of like a little journey that you start and it's never ending which i think is beautiful yeah when did you uh when did you start that and and, um so my my situation i was uh 17 years old um you know to kind of kind of pull it back i guess a little bit more um, my, my father always had uh, heart issues. Uh, he had an enlarged heart valve um, from from my age of like eight until I was 17 or so. He had a, like a pacemaker. So, you know, going through airports, he never goes to the metal detector. Uh, he was always um, usually really fatigued in the, you know, like the evenings just because, you know, when you, when you have a battery in your chest, literally pumping electric volts through your heart just to keep it pumping you know it can get kind of exhausting sometimes uh and, and i imagine you know you're you're kind of fighting just to have some normalcy and it's a day to day um but he was he was always you know as a as a cuban man uh in a, in a household with uh our grandparents living there my, my mother my sister my brother he worked a lot in uh, real estate as like architecture and, and like land development, and you know, so he, he was home a lot with us. Uh, he was always cooking home at dinner, um, and he was always really present and, and making sure that you know we had what we needed, that we were taken care of, that we could do do whatever that we we put our heads to. You know, I was like, hey, I, I want to go do swimming and I want to go do water polo. He's like, all right, I'll take you to practice. You know, so he he was always really there for us. And remember when I was uh, 17, it was the summer before me being a senior in high school. Uh, things, things got a little intense with his condition. Uh, we had him go through a heart transplant. So we actually, he actually got a, a brand new heart uh, with the surgery and everything. And then within about a week or two after the transplant, I, I, Clearly remember afterwards going in, checking up on him, and he was sitting up again. You know, just starting to talk, and we're like, "Man, things are things are looking great." You know, after after all these years, he finally got the new heart. It's things are things are finally you know getting on the on the brighter side of things. And within maybe about two weeks, then all the rest of the organs started failing because uh, your body goes through rejection. You know, when you when you put in a brand new organ. Uh, even though now that heart was working great, the rest of the body was like, this is foreign. I don't know what this is. So it starts sending in a whole bunch of anti, I'm not a doctor, but basically everything else just starts shutting down. Um, and that was, that was extremely, you know, difficult for, for, for myself, my whole family. Um, my, my brother at the time, he was off to college. So at the house, it was really just myself my mother and my little sister um and you know i i had to, i had to have a, a pretty difficult kind of discussion with myself uh at some before i kind of really hit a, a dark depression and i said all right you you have a choice to make and it was it was a very clear choice for me to make at the time it was option a or option b option a was to take on that path of, of full-on depression and say, all right, this was an extremely traumatic effect, event. You have every reason to determine that this event is going to now cause X, Y, Z, that you're going to now eat less, you're not going to work out, you're going to pick up drugs, you're going to, you know, not listen to, to your mother, you're going to start doing all these other things. And that was, that was what I saw. That's option A. Clearly an option I could have taken. And I recognize what that looks like 10 years down. I ask myself, okay, what does this look like 20 years down? How does this affect my relationships with the rest of my family? How does this affect my relationships at work? How is this going to affect my income earning? I, I ask myself all these questions, which as a 17-year-old, like it's a lot to ask sometimes, uh, especially after you just finished losing your father. 
but I kind of like role played with myself. I, that was also something I was always really good at was kind of asking myself, what is, what am I going to think about this decision 10 years from now? How is that going to look like? And I asked myself that a lot of times through different life choices that I've made. Um, but when that was specific, I kind of played out that path and then I played out option B. I said, all right, option B, what does that look like? I said, this becomes now the empowering factor that pushes me to become the man of the household. This now motivates me to get that second job so I can help my mom out with some bills. This now is going to be the factor to make sure I finish my, my bachelor's degree so that I know it's like, hey, I told him I was going to finish it and I did it. So I have that now integrity with my own word. And I asked myself, okay, well, what does this look like 10 years from now? You know, what is my relationships with my family? And I'm like, looks beautiful. Like, because now me being present for my family and being engaged and wanting to help and wanting to contribute for 10 years, I'm like, man, I'm, I'm, I am the man of the house now. I'm like, I've, I've earned it now at that point in that 10 years. I'm like, in 20 years, what does that look like? And I'm like, now in 20 years, that, that perception of, hey, this person, how are they acting? Well, they're going to be acting in a way to be that same role model that he was for me, but now for other people, whether it be for somebody going through college, whether somebody in high school or my own kids, you know, recognizing that it's like, okay, I can kind of pass on those principles that he gave to me and give it, give it, keep it going, keep that, keep that ripple effect going. So for, for me, man, it was, it was, it was around that time. It was, it was about 17 right out of high school or, or going into my senior year. And I, I just decided, I said, all right, I'm, I'm going to choose to max out and to completely be the best version of myself for these reasons. And I finished my senior year, uh, varsity swim team. I was the president of the male choir. I was in AP classes. I, you know, had a girlfriend of, if you consider that as being a successful thing. So I had a bunch of those like, I worked towards it, you know, and then even then going into college, um, you know, I was going to school for aviation management and I would try and get jobs within the airport and stuff when I was living down in Miami and, you know, job market was really tough back then. And, you know, when you tell them you're an 18 year old that you can speak English and Spanish and you want to work at the airport, they'd kind of look at you and be like, well, yeah, who doesn't? Everybody here speaks English and Spanish and wants to work at the airport because it was uh it was a great job to have and you know in 2013 2014 work at the Miami airport you're making pretty decent money um so I started working at restaurants um uh, started throwing newspaper at night I started selling different products and services on the side uh all all while going to school at the same time and the the first and even at even at this time I hadn't really discovered quote unquote personal development yet. So I was doing all these events on my own, never touched a book yet, never gone to a podcast, never gone to any seminars from all this time. It wasn't until I was maybe 20, 21 years old. So three years later that I decided to invest into my first in-person seminar. And it was uh, a Les Brown seminar. Not sure if you've you've read any or heard any of his speeches. Amazing, incredible speaker. Uh, he, he was born and raised out of uh, uh, North Miami, uh, like by Overtown area, really really rough part of town. And you know he was he was labeled as being uh, with like a learning disability really early on. And there was a teacher one time that had asked him to go up to the front of the board. And, and read a sentence that was on, on the whiteboard. Tells the teacher, he's like, I, I can't do that. I have a learning disability. And the teacher told him to never, uh, you know, a, a agree, never accept an opinion that doesn't empower you. And, and you know, from, from that moment on, I, I kind of really got hooked on, on that idea of not accepting any opinions that don't empower me. You know, not accepting any ideas that, that don't, you know, motivate me to be the best version of myself. Not granted, I'm not saying don't take structured criticism. <laughs> yeah. If you need some feedback to help you grow, that's still part of that growing process. Um, but in the sense of like labels or, or conditions that, that kind of puts you in a hindrance or, uh, 
kind of block certain blessings to just completely eliminate that. And and it was around that time, around 21, after I went to that event, that I was really cooked. And I I probably, from that moment on, I've, I've read more books after the age of 21 than I did while I was in high school. <laughs> That's usually what happens, yeah. yeah. <laughs> all all, all, all yeah. school, middle and high school, I was sparked. Spark noty, everything. I, I don't think I ever actually fully read any of the of the literature requirement books. I'm so sorry to all my English teachers in the past, but <laughs> I'm just going to let you know right now, I never finished any of those books. Why would you? It's all cliff notes. It's all yeah, cliff notes. Yeah. <laughs> it's efficiency. At the end of the day, I'm not going to understand <laughs> the literary analysis regardless of my own. And if you ask me my literary analysis, you're going to tell me it's wrong. So let me just get you what you want. That was that was kind of my thought process uh, around so it. Um, I remember there was uh, one year when I was 22. Uh, I was I was on average listening to three TED Talks a day. A day. I actually got to a thousand. No kidding. In one year. Oh, that's cool. In one year. Yeah. Um, you know, some of these TED Talks are like 10, 20 minutes. Some of them would be like 45 minutes. But I made it a, a point to listen to three a day. And some of them related to business, some health, some science. Um, so they have everything. They have yeah. all. I, I, I would you want to learn all sorts of topics. Um, you know, I remember I'd, I'd be going to the gym, and and people would like ask for my headphones, and I'd be like, no, I don't want them. What you what's Yeah, what you what are you listening to? Like John Maxwell? Yeah, he's like, what? What kind of rapper is that? So I kind of went out to like a huge rabbit hole. Um, just, just really working on myself, you know, really focusing on, on my own mindset. Um, and even, even still to this day, uh, uh, somebody that I met last night was recommending the 15 invaluable laws of growth. And I really stuck with, uh, I actually listened to like, um, an audio kind of summary of it while I was driving home yesterday, just cause I was like, let me, let me check it out. It's, it's also from John Maxwell. And law 14 is that you can always continue to grow because as you continue to grow, then there's always more room for growth. So that kind of like, that really stuck with me in the sense of like, I always recognize that it's like, okay, as long as I keep learning something new, there's never going to be a point where I'm like, all right, I've reached it. I've reached the, the, the ultimatum of learning. Because oh, now, now it's like now there's that next, that the next, next far yeah. of that next learning lesson that now you can expand on it. Now you can kind of dig deeper in it. Um, so that one really stuck with me because I feel like that was what I always did was every time I kind of finished one book or I finished one lesson or I finished a course, I was always really interested in like, okay, what's what's if this is course A, what's course B? You know, what's one on one point two? You know, what's, what's that next level? How do I, how do I get to that next step? I was always really curious in that, you know, not in the sense of like me never being content or satisfied, but always in the sense of recognizing that there's always a lot out there in the world that I don't know. I don't know yet. That excites me. Yeah. I, there's this quote that's like, the more you learn, the less, you know, right. It's, it's, it's crazy. Cause it's like, you'll, you'll, you know, want to get deep, you know, Maybe if you have like a basic understanding of something, you'll be like, oh, okay, I, I feel like I know enough about the subject. But if you're someone who's like really mastering and wanting to learn more about a certain subject, it's really beautiful because you'll find out, wow, I, I really don't know that much. And there's all this, yeah, you know nothing. <laughs> there's all this like, huge opportunity yeah. to to learn more and, and you know, discover yourself. Um, I think that's funny too. Uh, I, I kind of had... Um, Oh, thank you for sharing your story, by the way. That was I really, yeah, I really appreciate that. Um, but I, I have something similar where um, I felt like when I started, you know, going down and kind of like reading, like you know, personal development and personal growth. A lot of it, I would look into myself and be like, "Yeah, there's some stuff that that I this is cool. I'm like discovering myself because I feel like." those laws or rules or approaches are something similar that I've done in my life. And then you get more, you know, more in depth into it and, and you realize that there's so much more stuff that you can, you know, implement and add. And, and there's, there's some stuff that's like, you know, kind of reinforces what you already kind of already have known for, you know, for a while. And, and it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. I, something that just, man, it's, it's awesome. Just being able to, 
and and there's a lot of people that sometimes don't necessarily um think about having that like mindset or approach to stuff and and for a lot of people it's good to just you know wanting to open and expand your horizon kind of be like okay like let's let's learn more about yourself really because it's it's really about asking the right questions because you're saying a lot about your story um there is a lot of questions that you could ask yourself and it's learning to ask the right questions internally that really i think really shape you know a big chunk of your life well that was why even though right now right now i'm not a atp commercial pilot you know trying to get into the regionals or the airlines or anything like that it wasn't because you know 16 years old after i do my first discovery flight i started kind of asking myself that 10 year 20 year 30 year question and you know as as a cuban american that's very close to their family i asked myself okay well 20 years from now what if i do have three kids and a wife and i have this kind of lifestyle i was like what is how, how am I going to be showing up for them? You know, how am I going to be showing up for myself? What is, what is my kind of day to day going to look like? And then, you know, even, even without me having to go through that situation, I can already kind of start to put myself in that position, you know, mm-hmm. looking through other people's lives and examples. And then that's when I recognized, I was like, no, I want to get more into the, the marketing, the sales, the administrative management side of the business, because then that lets me still be present with my family which which i i think is the most important thing that i'm focusing on so uh what uh what future visions or plans or projects do you have going on for air market group or where do you see yourself the next 10 years or 20 what's what's next in the story of a car yes so right up next um so right now i am actually i guess on the personal side and then I go on to the business side on the personal side I've lived in Florida for 28 years and I kind of want to try something new I don't know where yet I'm open to options if anybody wants to make any recommendations uh in this last year I've kind of been going around and trying new places so I spent a week out in Seattle I did a week in Boston I spent some time out in uh, Salt Lake City uh spent some time out in, in Europe and so I'm kind of like seeing like, where's, where's the next adventure for me as like an individual personally. Um, but then at the same time, I'm also kind of conflicted between that because, you know, just tying right back to how I said family so important. All my family is here in Florida. They're all down in South Florida. Conflicting. Yeah. So yeah. I'm like, personally, I want to <laughs> get out and I want to get somewhere nicer, you know, kind of away from the 90 degree weather all the time. But being a 45 minute drive away from family is really nice. That's that's definitely a plus. Uh, in terms of Air Market Group and kind of the expansion of what we're doing, uh, we're going to be launching a new subsidiary pretty soon in the next year uh, called Glades Air. And they're going to be primarily focused on building curated trips. So we actually recently just got our IATA certifi- certification for being a travel agency. That allows us to book wholesale rates on things like cruises, flights, hotels, all-inclusives, car rentals, uh, ski passes, the whole nine yards. Um, And we really want to focus on kind of more holistic travel in the sense of we we recognize and we, we hear everybody talking about how damaging for the environment some sort of travel decisions can be, can be, you know, when, when you're choosing to travel a certain way or when you're, when you're choosing, you know, luxury and speed over efficiency and maybe, you know, carpet footprint. Uh, so we want to be able to kind of curate more of a, of a vacation experience for people that are more aware of us, are more conscious and that still want to be able to go out and see the world, but don't want to necessarily destroy it in the same process. Um, so, so we're, we're kind of building on that concept. We want it to really be focused on environmentally friendly, you know, practices, you know, staying at resorts that do things like, you know, and I don't know if you see like, uh, Hilton now, I think has like a little policy where it's like, okay, you put the towel on the floor, we'll wash it and you keep it hung, we'll leave it. So like they do certain things like that now so that they can reduce their, 
use of water and, you know, like their washing and things like that. Because if you don't need to have that towel washed, then they won't wash it. Um, other things like certain resorts or excursions that like focus around like yoga retreats or like meditation or, uh, more, more explorative kind of going through nature and, and being more in, in tune with that kind of things. I really feel like there's going to be a bigger kind of want and demand for that kind of stuff because at the end of the day, people still want to travel, but these these matters are, are, are now more important and more relevant to our life than ever. And I feel like a lot more people are conscious of those things. So if you give them the option to either take one type of trip or take this very similar type of trip that they know is also not going to be as, you know, detrimental to the environment, they're probably going to be more encouraged and more excited to want to choose that option, knowing that it's like, hey, I'm still able to enjoy the forest, rainforest of Costa Rica knowing that a portion of my ticket is actually going towards protecting the rainforest of Costa Rica. So we're going to be expanding that a little bit more. Uh, the, the merchandise line, uh, that's actually going to be already live. That's already, you can go online, start purchasing, um, any type of sweaters. We got hoodies, uh, baby clothes, um, dog bandanas. We got, we got, you the name little, it. <laughs> um, we want to make sure that your your aviation family and your aviation home is is well represented, and that one you know you, you can be proud of of that and share it with other people. Uh, and then we we got a, we got like two other things. Can't really talk about it too much, but they they should be getting launched this year. Um, working a lot in the back end to to be able to do those things. Um, you may see see an app coming out soon in the future, but just uh just just stay posted. I don't wanna I don't wanna spell too much of the beads, but there's uh there's a lot of work being done in the background right now to kind of expand how we can help other people and expand our mission and our vision, which is really just towards having quality experiences with incredible individuals and being really intentional about how you do it. Um, as we come to uh to close on the on the podcast, do you have any advice for anyone? Uh, you know, wanting to get into business aviation or, or, you know, just personal growth or, uh, just anything where maybe people are maybe in a limbo and they're like, oh, I'm not sure, you know, um, how to get into, you know, what I want to do. No. Yeah. I, I think the biggest thing that I applied for myself that really helped me out was I never waited for somebody else to qualify me. Uh, and what I mean by that was I, I've made myself qualified. I, I didn't, you know, leave it up to somebody else to determine, okay, I, I'm going to decide once you are ready and, you know, able to do X, Y, Z. I, I went out, I got the, I learned about it. I practiced it. I implemented it. I might've messed up here and there. But I, I didn't necessarily wait for somebody else to give me the permission. Um, granted, as long as it's legal and you're not hurting anybody, you know, <laughs> that's, that's the most important thing. But yeah, don't don't leave it up to somebody else to determine when you're ready or when you're qualified. Take it upon yourself. Um, but now with that being said, qualify yourself. Prepare yourself. You know, if you are going to be the one to determine you're qualified, then you better make sure that you are, you know, you better make sure that you're putting yourself under the same type of standards and if not higher than what they are out there already, because if you're going to be the one to determine that you are qualified, it can't just be your word that says that it has to be backed up with actual actions. It's got to be backed up with the resources, the education, the network, you know, you got to have those pillars in place to say, I am qualified to do this. And I feel like if you did the work, you can say that confidently. If you didn't do the work ahead of time and you're and you're, you know, thinking to yourself, well, I don't, I don't think I can say I'm qualified, then go back and do the work. Go make yourself qualified until you can stand in yourself looking stuff in the mirror and say, Yes, I'm qualified to do this. I I am able to do this. I've done the work. I've done the research. I have the know how. I have the team. Let's go get it done. Um but you're not gonna feel that unless you've done the work. Um, how can people go out and reach you, reach you out on 
throughout the socials, whatever. Easiest way is just first the last name, H-A-K-A-R-T-O-R-R-E-S. You can find that on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. I'm terrible at Twitter, so sorry about that. Uh, you can go to airmarketgroup.com. Um, if, if you want to find out where I'm going to be traveling to next, you can also just go to whereisthecar.com. That also works. Uh, that's the new website. That's actually, that was the first website that I ever purchased. Oh, no kidding. The first, <laughs> the first domain name that I ever purchased right off of Google domains is whereisthecar.com. Uh, and, and I kind of, uh, I've kind of kept it ever since. And, uh, <laughs> that's awesome. It's fun. It's fun. So yeah, that's, that's the easiest way to find me. Um, you know, connect with me on LinkedIn, uh, add me on IG. Um, and you know, I'm, I'm more than welcome to, to answer any questions. We can, we can chat, we can link up, grab some coffee. Um, I definitely like to, like to socialize and meet other people. Well, the car, um, Every time I hang out with you, I always learn something new. So definitely learned a lot about you today and kind of seeing, you know, why is the car the way a car is and, and um, you know, just always inspiring. So I appreciate it. Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for putting us together, my friend. Yes, sir. Thanks.